Hashtag, this could be your ad. Let me just remind you that we are not a sponsored podcast, but if you want to sponsor our podcast, you can do so and we'll shout you out right here. All you got to do is reach out to us at I Just Called to Say Podcast, and then we'll take it from there and we'll make you a fancy little jingle and insert it right here. Okay? Okay. Beep, beep. I just called to say. Remember when I just called to say. Thank you for that time. I just called to say. Wow, and welcome to the show I Just Called to Say. I'm your host, Megan. And I'm your co-host, Colleen Rast. Today's episode is about haters. That's right. We're talking about haters, and I just called to say I am a hater. And oh, ouch, Megan, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Obviously, I've yeah. been a hater before. I mean, everyone's got a little bit of hate in them, but I'm openly saying that I hate on people, and it's a little bit of jealousy. That's all. That's literally what it always says. It's like a little bit of gel. It's a little bit of gel. It's a little bit of gel, but a little bit of gel can motivate you. So in this episode, I'm going to call up three different people who I have secretly hated on. Some that even go back to middle school. Incredible. It's going to get awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, what a ballsy feat. Like, I can think of 10 people and I would never call. But, like, amazing that you did. This podcast is for the brave. You I know? love it. It's not for the weak-hearted. <laughs> so, yeah. So haters are, like, people... People that you initially did not like, and we decided that mostly it's people that we really okay. should like. People that I should have been allies you are, with, but I was. Do you ever with. find yourself like trying to remember that when it's happening? I mean, like, do you really just like this person? Like, because are you ever like, because you've had a few now that you've been through. Are you now wise to it, or does it still happen? Hmm. I think I'm wise to it now. And now at this point in my life, since, cause I didn't get black friends until college. Like all my friends had always just, uh, my best mm-hmm. friends are still white, but um, I didn't get really like close black friends until college. And so I never really knew where I fit in. And so whenever I, like I did meet other black people, I was like, oh, they're probably going to think I'm too white. So there's no need for me to even bother with them. Mm-hmm. So I just always just brushed everyone off. And then, kind of like count yourself out. Yeah, exactly. I just kind of, I really just discounted myself. I'd be like, oh, you know, I'm just not going to be, I'm not going to fit in with them. And I always looked at what people were wearing. And so if I saw someone's kind of dressed, you know, similar labels and brands to me, then I'm like, oh, maybe we will. <laughs> and I kind of still do that to this day. I kind of look at what people are wearing and I'm like, oh yeah, I mean, this person will probably get along. Yeah. I think I'm less on that front than I was in college though. I think I'm like... I'm more trying to seek people that don't quite dress like me or like I'm I guess I'm more comfortable with it than I was I think in college I was like strictly like if you were not the cutest freaking thing in the world don't care oh my god I remember one time in college I used to brag and be like I only keep cute friends in my circle like I would never be friends with an ugly bitch (laughs) it's like (laughs) you probably are the ugly one Yeah, and then I I don't know if I, like, necessarily – I just remember I really loved all my friends' style, so I was, like, always pulling from that, but I feel less like that presently. I think, you know, I do get inspired by my friend's style, but I think I'm, like, less concerned with, like, 
are they looking cute? And I'm more like, oh, that's cute. That's a good idea. And like, kind of just like move on like a little bit more. It's less of a priority when in college, I was certainly like yeah. high value. And another thing I've noticed about like my friendships is that I never really had like a lot of guy mm-hmm. friends because I guess just like growing up of only having girls in my family and I don't know. I just never really knew how to talk to guys. I didn't have a boyfriend until I met Peter first and only boyfriend <laughs> i mean i've had two so like i'm kind of a jezebel i just never knew how to talk to guys i just never knew and so Same. then when it was like the idea of like having guy friends something about being friends with a guy just automatically seemed after that just very awkward and also competitive mm-hmm. in its nature and so mm-hmm. the guys that i would the people i would hate on would often be guys because i guess i would want i guess essentially the power that men stereotypically hold mm-hmm. that versus you know <clears throat> the woman getting hushed. Yeah, I think I I was in a similar situation. I've like never been a guy's girl, and I've never had like, a, like just like really great. I mean, I have now. I have like two or three, but like growing up, I never had like really great platonic male friends or boyfriends <laughs> <laughs> or like any male friends um, or any friends. But um, but look I at think- you now. Look at me now, but I think the same way that when I would meet a guy that I could just be friends with, I would be really aggressive with him and like kind of eat him alive and then just be like, fuck. You know, I, I think this is the same thing. I would just like approach him so, because I would just be so insecure. And like, did you ever, I couldn't eat in front of boys for a while. So like that kept oh me pretty God. thin. <laughs> yes. I, I used to. I used to go into deep thought about how I would eat certain things. Like, honestly, I had a list yes. of things that I would never eat in front of a guy. Yes, yes. I'm like, yeah. chicken wings are clearly yeah. out, you know. Pasta. Absolutely Depending out. on the pasta, that's out. Unless it's like, you know, you can pick it up with the fork. Mm-hmm. What else was out? There's Oh, burgers. That was out for me. Oh, absolutely yeah. out. Yeah, anything that you really had to chew, which is like all food. Like a smoothie would work. Like a smoothie could be cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the only food I could like foreseeably eat. You ever just pay attention to how people eat on reality TV? <laughs> I just called to say the Kardashians are the most awkward people to watch eat on reality TV. They just pick at their salads. Now, the Shahs of Sunset on Bravo, those people know how to grub on camera. Yes. Well, okay. And then, like, at one point in my life, I got, like, really used to putting the hand in front of my mouth, like a <laughs> Harajuku girl. Yes. And I think I remember one guy, like, called me out. He was like, why are you doing that? And, like, that just even made me more insecure because I was like, I don't know what to do here. Oh, my God. Are we the same person? That same thing happened to me. Yes. Junior year of high school at an Arby's. <laughs> no. What, what were you a eating? Fresh from the salad, Arby's right obviously. Oh my god! I had a salad, <laughs> and this guy that I thought was really cute kept talking to me while I kept taking bites, and I'd be like, "Mm-hmm, yeah." <laughs> my mouth, my hand is just like yeah, above like my covering mouth, covering your mouth. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still talking, covering, chewing. <laughs> like I'm a lady. I'm a lady. I'm a lady. I'm a lady. Yeah, and then they call you out on it, and you're like, "Okay, I'm just trying to figure it out." Okay, like I don't <laughs> can know. Can I get a smoothie? <laughs> can I, can I, Sarah, can I have a smoothie? Like. 
please can I have a smoothie yeah so I feel like I relate to you in the sense of like when I would meet those kind of people and be immediately aggressive to them or just like adversary in my head because I'd be like shut it down because you don't want them to get too close because what if you get rejected because that would really suck this makes me think Um, back because do you remember when we went to that cast party for Adam's family mm -hmm. and that one girl kept stealing Mm -hmm. the room yep I hated her. I fully hated her. I hated her too. Like I didn't like, and it was her night. Like she was a star to play, and like she was with everyone who doesn't play with. Like there was no reason that either of us needed attention. Like, but she was just. And the crazy part was, like, neither one of us said that we wanted the attention, but it was like, I just thought we were gonna walk in here and we would just do what we do best command the room yeah without yeah. answer but people it was like you said it was her night it was her night it was her night she needed it she needed it more than we did and like they were her people like there was you were no like reason. you want a wonderlust bitch i i god she's like something crazy about me studying abroad in london where they had these donkeys in the countryside she's like, like, and i fell off of a horse Oh, it was like in Germany or something. Yeah, Horsic literally kicked this woman, and I was like, "Boring story," but like now, like, whoa, what happened? We should interview her. (laughs) Do you remember that time you were at a cast party and I was filling my room with um, spite towards you, spilling the room, filling the room with spite towards her? Yeah. Um. So yeah, she was definitely someone I would love to hate on, but sometimes I do just like love hating on people because then they motivate me. I'm like, dang, yeah. she's out here doing it. What am I doing? If she can do it, then yeah. I can do it. That's always the thing. If she can do it, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, I've I've tried to start just taking any time I feel like challenged or threatened by someone to be like, you know what? Be proud and inspired. Right? There's room for everyone. I heard it on a podcast recently. Yeah. They're like, whenever you feel like there isn't room for you in whatever your given industry or community is, just go stand in front of mm-hmm. the water aisle. And look at all the water. Water already existed. And then someone came in and made something. And then someone else came in and repeated that. And there's so many different brands of water today, even though it already existed. So it lets you know that there's room for everyone. Oh my God, I love that sentiment. I'm going to remember in the water or the juice aisle. Juice aisle works just as well, too. You're like, there's so many juices. So many juices. Yeah. And they're still making new ones. That's why I've got this list going for South Carolina. Because for the longest, I was like, whoa, too many people are coming out of here. This is a very small state. We all can't make it. (laughs) It's like, literally, why not? Why can't you? It's like, I found out that Anna Camp from Pitch Perfect was from South Carolina. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. (laughs) You're like, I need to quit. Instead of being like, that's great news. Someone from my same background made it into like a field that I would love. Pack it up. (laughs) Back in the truck. I mean, maybe I'll just be a physical therapist. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) My family told me I'm really good at leading stretch classes. So maybe I'll get into that. (laughs) How are you going to confront your haters? Oh, the people that you hated on. I did. You did? I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm so- yeah, how'd it go? <laughs> okay. So I talked to two guys and one girl. And the two guys, mm-hmm. they were, you know, okay, I'll get to them later. But I talked to Whitney, who was the girl from middle school that I knew up until high school. 
she and mm -hmm. I didn't really talk in high school. And she and I brought that up. And mind you, I kind of led her under false pretenses. I messaged her and I was like, hey, I just want to thank you and brag about your black girl magic on my podcast. Colleen, I know this podcast is for the brave mm -hmm. and she didn't say anything for what, for what felt like a minute. Yeah, that's, that's brutal, but wow. Also like more power to her. Like she stayed in her own power. She was like, no, say what you need to say. Let's go. I would have probably like stopped him. Like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Like, stop. It's fine. It's fine. Like, you don't have to do this. Like, it's okay. But, like, she, really, she just let you go. She was like, say it. Yeah. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Like, like tried to stop whatever was happening as soon as it started to happen. I mean, she's smart, which is one of the reasons why I hated on her. She was like letting me like get everything out. She's like, okay. Wow. What are you going to say? <laughs> so it started off like that. And then it turned. He just called to say so. I lied when and she just called to say. Why would you do that? We just called to that say that really changed my life. Pick, 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 up your phone. Girl, first of all, how have you been? How are you? I'm doing good. Um, so right now I'm in school at UGA. I'm in a Master's of Landscape Architecture program. Um, so we actually had a big project due, it's due at one o'clock today, so I was just putting some of the like final touches on that, and um, yeah, it's keeping me busy. I started the program this fall, so kind of a fresh start. Yes! Um, I, I, I follow you consistently on uh, Instagram, so I'm always like, she is out here working. I love it. Um, <clears throat> which is one of the reasons why I called you today. So in this episode, uh, it's entitled, I just called to say I'm a hater <laughs> because I have hated on you for the longest, but it was in a way that was like, I think it was more so jealousy than it was hate. For starters, mm -hmm. Urban Dictionary says the definition of a hater is a label that some people apply to someone who disagrees with them on every subject. So I don't think it was that sense of a hater. Then I saw this other definition that was like, huh, where was it? <laughs> that was says hater, most of the people on this site. <laughs> UrbanDictionary.com, people. Um, it's funny that they even have a definition up there. Okay, it was once a word used to describe those who hate others for irrational reasons for the sake of hate itself. And the irrational reasons is all accurate. Because right off the bat, when I think of you, I was always so jealous because I was like, I remembered you being in first chair at orchestra and you used to like wear like something from like Abercrombie and Fitch and it'd be purple. And I'd be like, first of all, oh my gosh, purple. Second of all, it's Abercrombie. And third of all, I suck at orchestra and you were just always like exceptional. Like you were just exceptional, I feel like, in everything that you did. So it was almost like in a sick that I was jealous, but it was also like, girl, you need to step your game up because bitch is out here doing it. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> say anything. I'm rambling right now because I'm so nervous and embarrassed to confess how much of a hater I was towards you. Well, it was more like, I just can't believe like how amazing you are at everything you did. It was so I can already think off the back in middle school. I was like, first of all, she's smart because she's in the law program <laughs> and she's first chair. And then we're in high school. You were involved in like 
every single student council thing. And on top of that, still smart. So I was like, all right. I was like, I've got the uh, extracurriculars down, but the grades are not my thing, you know? And then telling me that like you're getting your master's in something that I didn't even knew existed. I'm just like- oh, I didn't know until like four months ago. Mm -hmm. Pioneer. Okay. Like got it. high school yourself and like what you were obsessed with and what you're working on now. I don't know. Life is always teaching me something. Like. When you think back on it. So I'm just telling you like, so don't get it twisted. I would describe our friendship as like, we knew each other, but it wasn't like we hung out, but it was like, I was always like, oh, I see yeah. you. And like, you know, we were very like cordial with one another. Yeah. Like window shopping. Didn't buy <laughs> But I we were always in like the same circle. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it was always like the same group of black people that were in the same circle at Spring Valley. Right. So, with that being said, like, did you know that I was like, I was kind of jealous of I, you? Could you? I think it was always one of those things being the only one. Um, you end up always seeing that other person, like, oh, okay, it seems like a natural fit. Me and this person are supposed to be friends. There's, nothing's really happened. Like, there's no argument, but. There's just some look but don't touch kind of thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It was just one of those things where I couldn't really figure it out. And yeah. I don't know what happened, but I remember one time I felt like, damn, am I not being a good person by not reaching out? Like, some people are just not friends because one person's got to make the move to say, like, oh, hey, girl, like, let's hang out or whatever the case might be. Otherwise, it's always a, hey, you know, and keep it moving. Yeah. Well, yeah, one day I felt really bad about it. I was like, Whitney, maybe you were supposed to say something because some people are more reserved, more introverted. And at that time I was definitely more extroverted, much more than I am now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't think, I didn't think jealousy. I was just like, okay, she's got her own thing going. Um, she has her own set of friends and yeah. We, so when I think of you, I think of, um, do you watch the show Insecure? Yes. Okay, so you remind me of the character Molly. And on the first scene, episode one, she goes, everybody loves Molly. Black people love Molly. White people love Molly. She's like, she gets along with everyone. And when I think of you, I'm like, you got along with the black people. And I felt like sometimes I was an outsider in that group of high schoolers. And you were friends with the white people. Yeah. And then on top of that, I'm like, <laughs> Is this girl out here in Korea? Like, is she just, is she like international now? I'm like, everyone loves her. And I just felt like I was always in this bubble of being the token black girl. Yeah, but that's what, I mean, I feel like that was a skill in itself. I don't feel like, uh, like looking back at high school, I thought, oh, Megan, like they're her friend friends. Not like hang out, you know, have a good tailgate. Why <laughs> like, people really like Megan? And I think that white people like me in general, but mm -hmm. only some are interested in getting close. That was something I, I didn't really think I found um, in high school. Um, and I don't know, I guess it was part of the reason why I was so obsessed with school. I was mm. like, well, I got to earn some respect around here. I kind of wore a chip on my shoulder. Hmm, I've been trying to like release that now, looking back at it. I feel like Spring Valley really was like the high school that you see on TV. Yes, absolutely. When I went off to college, people asked you like, what was your high school like? What was it like, you know, before you came here? And then I'd talk about it and they're like, what? That sounds like a TV show. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Click groups and 
You could literally look at the lunchtime area. It was just very like clickish. Exactly. So I don't know, Megan. I thought you you had it under wraps with that one. That was something I could not. Oh man, the people who I rocked with in high school are. Shout out to my day ones. You know who you are. What does Drake say? No new friends. Um. So it's like those are my people, but. Yeah. Then as I got older, as I got to college, it was like yeah. one of those things where it was like, I looked around, my family made a joke. They were like, when are you going to get your black card? <laughs> you know, they're like, you want to do a sorority of some sort, like a black sorority. They're like, you should do that. And I just, because I didn't have any black friends. Like I never had like legitimate people. Where I'm like, yo, these are people, these are my people, you know? And I didn't get that group of people until yeah. I got to college. Like, and it was like well into college. I think I was like 21 when I got like, a real group of black friends. And I was like, yo, this is what it's like. I can literally just throw nigger around and it's not even like a big deal, you know? Right. <laughs> because sometimes you just need that. You need that comfort of being like, seeing your people. <laughs> right. And there were just certain things like, you know, my homegirls get, but they just wouldn't get it on that, on that level. But yeah, so I just looked at you and I was like, man, you've got that on lock. And then, didn't you go to a HBCU? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I yeah. Filming for undergrad in Atlanta. Um, yeah. So I was like, mm-hmm. She's got that. I loved high school, but I was kind of tired of being the token. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like, yes, I could go from this group to that group, but I was only bringing parts of myself. Like, I was never bringing my full self. Because I knew what I could say that was going to be interesting to this group versus that. Like, discovery and, oh, let's be super nerdy versus student council. And, oh, let me date somebody who's a football player. Like, I constantly felt like I was a puzzle piece and I was just pulling out little fragments here and there. So I just wanted to go to a place people look like me, um, feel fully supported and figure myself out. So it was definitely a, um, it was a culture shock, but it was, it was the best yeah. decision I could have made for me at that point. I remember a while back, I saw you and Lauren Snyder up in Oku. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, Snyder. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. I think a little bit of hate like came back in that night. I was like, this girl has just graduated from Spelman and Lauren is like about to be a doctor. I was like, and I graduated from high school at the same time as them. Like, Cause I was like, damn, she's down here teaching dance classes. I still can't dance. <laughs> um, man. Funny, you never really know what the other person's thinking until you just, like, you ever feel like, um, especially like going back home, like I've gotten into going to coffee shops over the years from traveling and getting a little too into coffees. But when I go home, like now I start to see some coffee shops. But when I went to Korea, I was like, oh, these people take resting and just yeah. and being very seriously. Like, I'm not going to pretend like I'm working on something. Just chilling, like enjoying a cup of coffee, meeting a friend for a cup of coffee. Like, I think there's this pressure in mm -hmm. the States to always look like we're busy and they time off and just literally and figuratively spell the roses so i um i don't know i picked that up there and then i was like oh hell yeah i want to keep going places like these people are living their lives like, there's so much more my world i feel like it just expanded before that you know i know my hometown and 
I went to Atlanta, a few hours away, but I needed to see something that was drastically different from my life. I don't know, it was like, by going somewhere that was so different from what I knew, I met, I felt like I was reintroduced to myself. Yeah. Like, oh shit, this, but I do like this. Oh, I do like green tea. Oh, I do like hiking. I never would have thought I would like hiking, but mm, I feel like that, that's the fun in traveling. That's like a really good way to come back and like think because there's so much of, like you said, that pressure to feel like you're always busy or that you're always like doing something or progressing in that. Like, I mean, I know I'm guilty of that. Like, I'll be like, I'm slowly getting over it, but it always felt embarrassing for me to just be like, I'm an artist. Yeah, that's so courageous to step out and do what you want and to respect the arts and engage in it in that way. I mean, I sometimes pick up the violin still. Um, yes! <laughs> yeah, it's got a little dust on it. It's probably been like two years. I played when I was at Spelman and when I was in Korea too. At the end of it, I just wanted to say that I always was watching you out the corner of my eye and I was using you as like a marker. It's kind of like a racehorse. If I'm not got to look ahead of like what I can win the race. And I was always just like looking at you as like a marker. And I still am. You're already winning your race. You're out here doing it, girl. I'm like, the fact that you, I was telling my sister about how amazing you are. And I was like, I just see her like gardening. I was like, I don't know too many black people who know how to like grow plants like that. That's just not in the community. Correction, Oprah has a fantastic garden. I hear she's a great gardener. She has a full on harvest every year. Plus I hear her new cauliflower pizza crust that's in the frozen section is bussin'. So Oprah, if you wanna sponsor our podcast and throw us some free pizzas, that'd be great. It's like, I feel like I go to my white friend's house and they're like, I made a tomato pie. The tomatoes are fresh from the garden as well as the basil. I'm like, mmm, that sounds amazing. I know nothing about gardening and, or sustainable living. <laughs> uh, music to my ears. I pray that people start gardening more. It's, it's something that people have been doing, but you know, it's, it's, this conversation was very like surprising. You never know when people are watching too. That's a lesson more for me. Just, I often feel like nobody's paying any attention. Yeah. My Instagram, honestly, <laughs> is just, it kind of holds me accountable. Like if I put something up, like, oh, I'm working on this. I feel like I have to finish it, which is, yeah, yeah. I need some accountability sometimes. I spend a lot of time studying and like just in my own head. So I appreciate that people even give a shit to watch. So <laughs> yes, bitch. Yes. Someone is always watching and rooting. And I'm just those people who's like, yes. I needed to hear that today was kind of rough. So, oh, well. I'm glad that I just called to say could do that. <laughs> just called to say, so I lied when. And she just called to say. So why would you do that? We just called to that say. That really changed my life. Pick, 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 up your phone. I just called to say I'm a hater because <laughs> when I first met you, I didn't like you at all. Like, I was like, nope, not gonna work. I don't like them. And then I just grew to be absolutely in awe of you. Oh and God. I just look at you oh. as just a, like a breath of fresh air, a peer of mine, a man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, Clyde, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do. Okay, uh, my name is Clyde and I am originally from Columbia, South Carolina. And then I graduated from the College of Charleston and now I live in New York City and I work for Broadway.com. Are you serious? I did not, oh, 
Dit, you work for Broadway.com. How did you get um, that job? When I used to work at the Gilliard in Charleston, one of my friends used to work for them. And when I told her I was moving up here, she was like, oh, well, let me, uh, you know, connect with my old boss and see if they're hiring. And sure enough, they were. And I literally moved here on August 1st and interviewed on August 3rd. Like, I, I like hadn't even unpacked. And I started working on the 15th. Bitch, you better work. I mean, I called the Sam a hater, but I think I still might be. Like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm out here from Columbia too, trying to get my ass to New York. And you're just doing it, sis. <laughs> oh my God, girl, I, I would, well, I would say it's not easy, but it did happen pretty easily. Okay, now you're just bragging. I'm over here trying to suppress my hate. But, uh... <laughs> oh. okay, okay, so let me just tell you how I first remember you, Clyde. So, I believe it was your freshman year, my super senior year, and I had never really been in the in crowd with the theater group. I guess people had always kind of like, pegged me as just like the dancer girl and i just didn't really hang out with like a lot of people in college in general i mean within my major really and so i never thought i wanted to be a part of the theater group but then there was always something about those damn couches like every time i'd walk past them to go to a class to preface the couches were like the cool kids lunch table except they were dirty tattered couches populated by theater kids and i'd see people sitting on those couches and what was that building? Is that Simmons Center? Outside of Theater 220. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's probably asbestos. Yeah. That's probably what you... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's talking about those couches. I want to be involved. And so, I don't know, by some chance, I guess I'd gotten close enough with people where they were like, <laughs> they were like, we're sitting on the couches before class, girl. Come hang out. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm in. I'm on the couches. It's super senior year. This is my year. And then... Enters Clyde stage right. <laughs> and you just sit right down on the couch and everyone is like immediately drawn to you. They're all talking to you. And I'm like, who the f is this guy who just sat down here? And he's like a freshman. And I've been like working this crowd. And then they look to me and they're like, Megan, do you know Clyde? You guys are both from Columbia. <laughs> and I look at and I look at you and I'm like, Where'd you go to high school? And you were like, well, you were like, I go to Blythewood. And I was like, oh, I went to Spring Valley. And I remember just being like super cutthroat and bitchy when I said it to you. And I was like, why did I do? It was like one of those things where you say it and as it comes out of your mouth, you hear yourself and you're like, why did I say it like that? Like, damn, everyone just loved you. And I just hated that everyone loved you. I don't know why. I don't know why. I, I, I hated me too. I hated my friend who I was as a freshman oh my god no but i look back on it and i'm like i thought i was extra like i thought like i was like just the right amount of energy that everyone would be like you want her to be at your party like that girl is a good time she's fun and then you walked in and you just doubled that and i was like oh so i'm not y'all's go-to girl <laughs> like <laughs> like there's a new party starter <laughs> loud black person in so, the couches. I already had like that in my head of you. And I graduate and I know of you. Like, I think you're funny. I, I watch you from afar. And then 
a chorus line happens. Five, six, seven, eight. And I'm like, oh snap. Clyde is about to be in this show. I think I'm over. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm not a hater of him anymore. Like, I think he is great. <laughs> then we start working together. And I'm like, I think he's coming for me. Oh Lord, Megan, now you a paranoid hater? Oh God. <laughs> At any point during rehearsals, did you think that I was being paranoid? Yeah, we had, do you not remember how many times I would ask you something and we would just kind of stare at each other and you wouldn't answer me? And, <laughs> and it wasn't because of you, it was because of two people. I don't know if I should say their names, but there were two people specifically. And they would always say, it's this. And I'd be like, you know what? I don't have time. I'm just going to ask them again. And then it would, and then I felt bad though because like you were like, dude, I'm just trying to do my job, and I'm like, girl, I get it. Let's help us. <laughs> I definitely remember the stare offs. I would just there's a lot of stare. <laughs> I just remember I was like, you I and Tyler are throwing mad shade the entire time. Mm -hmm. That was so funny. And then the show starts running, and, and it's just common. Like we should know, like. If you are the choreographer, even sometimes the director or the musicians, you're not going to get praise like the performers are. But Clyde, <laughs> you stole that show. Everyone loved you in a chorus line. <laughs> and I felt myself starting to get salty again. <laughs> I felt like I was like someone's like vengeful mother. I was like, I made them. <laughs> I was like, I put those moves on them. I didn't even know that. That you felt like that. That's wild. I, oh my god, I'm psycho. <laughs> That's why I can laugh about it now. Because uh, we but. still went over to like your apartment and like hung out. Yeah, and I loved you. I absolutely loved you. But then we were like getting like this theater space, which brought out like a competitive spirit in me. I don't know what it was. And something that I've noticed is that like I'm calling you Manny and this other girl that I went to high school with for like the haters and all black people all people in like, you know, successful career fields, performing arts, you know, artistic. And I'm like, I think my hatred comes somewhere of like com competition with like people that I'm close with. It's same way. No, like when you're like, like I probably feel the same way you feel about like Manny because I'm like, oh God, I wish I could play the piano or something. But right, you know, and he just like does it, and it just makes it seem, oh yeah, this is just what I'm doing, and it's like, oh, yeah. six cash. The, the day, like, I am like so grateful of like doing a chorus line because that was my first show that I did in community. Like that was my first show that I didn't do with the college, and it was my first like show that I like, actually could dance again. Yes. And, and like I had such a blast, even though it was a shit show, like ninety percent of the time. Yeah, we got through it, and also it was like, no offense to anyone, ain't nobody was really a dancer up in that cast. Okay, I'm sure Jill and Erica will say differently. Oh they will God. probably bite me for that. But I just called to say you ladies are great dancers. I'm just over here hating per usual. Um. Yeah. It was like. We and uh, yeah, it was just like, and then we like cut a cast member, and then all the references were updated. It was like probably like one of the worst versions of a chorus line. <laughs> like <laughs> we had flapper costumes on. Exactly, at the end. like it's like not even. It was like there were like moments 
were good. Like, for example, the singing wasn't that bad. No, like, the, the singing was good. Um, well, some of us. Yeah, not. I was just about to clarify. <laughs> also, I hate you because you're just shadier than me. <laughs> like, you just have just the right amount of tea for everything. It's just what I think of there. You're like, oh, let me come in and just pull this fan out. I was hating on you from afar to bring it to a close. But now I look at you and I'm like, yes, Clyde, you're out here doing it. Doing it. Oh, I feel the same way about you, Megan. I, I don't think I was like a hater. I think I was, I think if anything, I was just frustrated during Chorus Line because I felt like none of us had any support. <laughs> We're like I'm a bunch like, of orphans just looking for someone to help us. Literally, it was like, it's like Megan's here just to do her job. Like, Manny's here just to do his job. Robin is like way off flapper outfits. Oh my God. See, you're just too much. I love it. <laughs> no, I think I keep listening to your voice. It's so, it's so easy. This is such a great thing for you. I want to do a podcast, not like this, but like I wanted to before, but I never could figure it out. Honestly, Clyde, you probably would have been a great co-host on this show, but you probably would have stole the show. Don't worry, Colleen, I could never replace you. You and I have beautiful chemistry like Howard Stern and Robin Quivers, you know? Okay, okay. So again, hate you and I love you. <laughs> oh, well, this is such a good, this is such a good, idea for a podcast like it's good for you thanks like, ah. i just have a really good memory and i just have all these moments where i'm like just said something to that person or i have moments where like someone like did me wrong and like you get in the mirror and you're like man i should have told that bitch off like this <laughs> yeah i'm just telling you like this is gonna this is like your isa moment like from isa ray if you watch insecure ah! and we're both capricorns isa i want to be isa <laughs> Well, I'm letting you know now, like, you're on your way for me to hate you a lot. Because <laughs> this is going to end up being successful. Successful. Well, Thank you. So if you think of any stories, please tell me so I can have you back. Oh, on. my God. I will totally. Like, I have so many things that I like to come. He just called to say. So I lied when. And she just called to say. Why would you do that? We just called to say. That really changed my life. Because I did not like your ass when I first met you. Oh my goodness. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I did not. Wow. And now I'm like. What? Hold on, man. Wait a second. <laughs> when did that happen? What? Wait a second. Why didn't you like me? So I didn't like you. And it started. I don't know how it started because I guess I. We just were friends on Facebook for the longest. And I was just feeding off of your social media presence. So I guess I was a cyber hater, which is the worst kind of hater. <laughs> I was just looking at your statuses and eye rolling. I'm like, oh, this guy thinks he's out here just doing stuff in Charleston. Well, I can do stuff in Charleston too. I was like, oh, this guy thinks he's funny. I'm like, why are all his posts always long? I'm like, I don't like that. I'm like, I'm just like, <laughs> I would just find random things and hey, I'd be like, oh, and then he wants to format it where it's like, um, kind of like dialogue, like a script. I was like, oh, you're doing the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was hating. I was, I was definitely hating. I don't know if you remember this. It was the Theater Charleston Awards 
And it was the, I think this was like 2014. Yeah, that's when I graduated. It was 2014 Theater Charleston Awards at the Charleston Music Hall. I didn't really know you know you, but I just knew your name. And I think we knew each other's faces. And so I see you at the Theater Charleston Awards mm -hmm. and I'm like, hey, Andre, how are you? And he's, and you're with him. And then you come up and you're like, hi, I'm Manny Houston. And I'm like, I know who you are, Manny. I follow you on Facebook. <laughs> Again, it was one of those moments where you hear what just came out of your mouth and how you sound it. And you're immediately like, dang, why I said it like that? <laughs> like, he already gonna know I'm hating in public. I kind of like, I remember that day. I have a picture from that day, but like, I don't remember meeting you. Ah, even worse, I hate you again. All right, first of all, I do know, I always had this feeling that you didn't like me when we first met each other, but I chalked it up to you having a, prof a professional personality and- Bitch ain't professional. Being <laughs> Correction, I can be professional if it's a must, but I mean, let's not forget what I said in episode one. Your girl has had over 10 jobs in less than a decade. And I was let go from some of them. <laughs> well, no, because because the first time I always knew who you were because of the dance department at CFC. And there's only so many black people. Yeah. So I mean, like, it's not like I didn't know your face. I just had never met oh. you. So if I came up to you and was like, you know, um, you know, hey, I'm Manny Houston. It was because I was like trying to make sure that it was known that like, hey, like I recognize who you are, da da da. But I know that, you know, I know that you, I, I felt that you probably didn't know who I was. Um, and I had always wanted to meet you anyways, or like talk to you. <laughs> that makes me look even worse. <laughs> well, no, cause I was like, you know, like, oh, definitely want to like meet this girl. Like she's a black creative and like, I only know so many black people. And I also knew that like, I had just started like working in terms of the, what do you call it? Um, theater community as an actor, really. And you um, had and that, so this is another moment I recall. You had that dance fraternity, did you not? You started that? Yeah. You, yeah. When I saw y'all yeah. perform, I was hating in that moment so hard. I was like, oh, dude wants to start dance clubs. He wants to start, he wants to start dance societies. <laughs> oh, oh, I can do that. I'm out here choreographing and you wanna, <laughs> it's like, there's room for everyone. There's room for everyone. And I just, in that moment, just couldn't well, see it. Well, the thing was, it, you know, it was like a fraternity. So we were like, oh, well, we need to get her involved. And then I just remember being like, oh, yeah, she's probably not going to be down. I never even asked you. Like, she, I was just like, she's probably not going to be down. She doesn't seem like the type that would be like, oh, a fraternity. Let me, let's join a fraternity. Da, 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 da. Because, like, <laughs> that just didn't seem like your personality type. So I never even asked. But I wanted to try to get a reading on you. And then the next you knew, time, <laughs> you already knew. Yeah, like it, I just kind of like was like, that's not who she is. I can feel it, and um, and then the next time we interacted was Fuse Festival. Yes, and, and which was interesting. That was me being like, I don't really know this guy, and my Shelly and I were just really just trying to reach out to anyone. And that was Fuse Festival brought out a side of me where it's like, stop feeling competitive, everyone. The arts are supposed to be collaborative. So I was like. 
let's just do this. And it was also God working right. with me at that moment too. And so I was like, and I'm gonna reach out to him. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna reach out to him. And I kid you not, my palms were sweaty as I was like emailing most people, but I was like so nervous to like email you. I was like, this dude knows that I probably hate on him in the past. And, he, and then here I come like asking for a favor. Like I need your services for free. And then you were just so chill about it. You were like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I thought that was like one of the dopest things. Let me see if I can pull this message up real quick. I'm pretty sure I got it saved. The first time <laughs> you hit me up about Peace Festival. Because honestly, it was one of those moments where I, I, I thought you were, this is going to sound horrible. <laughs> I thought you were way more important than you were. <laughs> <laughs> what you talk about? Look, well, I mean, like, because I didn't know who you were, like, once again, going off of social media. Yo, but my sister, she wrote those emails, and they were formatted very professional, if I will say. <laughs> Listen, that, I mean, that that is so true. Like, the way it came across, um, like, I was just like, man, this person. And also, like, I, I was still, pretty sure I was still using my uh, school email address at that time. Yes, you were. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, let's see. You said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I have the whole thing here. Um, and I was so bad at responding to you. Um, you were, but I was giving you the credit. I was like, you know what? He is so busy and always in demand. He's out here in these streets. He's directing this play. Yeah, I mean. That's when I thought you were more important too. Cause I was like, <laughs> nigga out here directing plays? <laughs> directing? He just graduated. <laughs> Dude, I am dying right now. Cause it definitely has like Shelly D. Pugh festival coordinator and then Megan J. <laughs> festival manager. And I was like, I was like, yo, I'm getting invited to a festival. This is crazy. Like, I remember it. Like, I was hyped. That's why I was trying to be cool. Oh. Little did we know what the <laughs> what the turnout will be. It was a very low turnout, just so the audience knows. But this festival has been revamped. It is a convention and is actually one of our sponsors of this podcast. Thank you, Shelly. <laughs> yeah. It, no, 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 no. It was still dope. I mean, especially to me. Like, I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like... I've never been in a position like this where, where somebody's reached out to me. And that, cause I was, this was in, this is the year after I graduated from college. And so like, I didn't know what I was going to be doing at all. It was like the beginning of the year um, in February. And um, yeah, yeah, that was, that was all, that was just like ridiculously crazy. And then I found out that you also ran Charleston Characters Dance Company. And I was like, man, she's CEO and founder of that. She's found festivals. Like, ah, what am I doing with my life? Bitches out here finding stuff and ain't doing anything <laughs> with it. Listen, I look for real. Like, I was just like, man, sh she's on it. And if I go back to when you first friended me, when you friended me, the picture that you had as your profile pic was like this picture that made you look very uh, sh uh, bohemian chic, I guess is the, <laughs> yeah. the one with your big afro. And like, you yes. got like the, uh, I, I call it um, my well-traveled older black woman sash on. Like, like, <laughs> 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 That's like very like, I was first lady-like. 
yeah yeah and i was like oh wow i can't believe this person has like reached out to me like oh yeah no trust me like i was who knew you was as goofy as you was he said <laughs> i thought she was more important than- <laughs> 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 yo i'm out here faking <laughs> Make it to your Look, make it you aren't faking at all. You are as important. You are you are very very important to the scene. I know. I just wanted someone to tell me. Now carry on. Uh, matter of fact, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about you, um, and just pointing out the fact that like with, but yeah, man, you are super super important to the scene and everything else that's kind of happening around town. Um, well, I mean, while we were there, we're not even there. Uh, but when we were in council, we were we were doing stuff that mattered right right yeah i think so i feel like we're i feel like we will come back to charleston and we will revamp the art scene they're waiting for us hey look i didn't say that you said it so <laughs> they're waiting for us <laughs> test test is this mic on charleston i know you're waiting let me get this podcast up and running get some money some sponsors and then i'm gonna come back and sprinkle it on the city okay Okay. Like me, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> you had the dance fraternity and the theater Charleston Awards. There was the Facebook post. That is crazy. I'm glad you told used, me that. It used to be. Part of that is also like when I saw so when I saw you mm-hmm. at the dance show that night where uh, Delta by Delta did perform. Um, I remember being like, "Yo, there's this black girl here that's dancing, and we're both in the same building all the time." why do i not know who she is and now that i've seen her like i'm making eye contact mm-hmm. i think i made sure to say to you good job that night and like shake it or whatever and then after that happened so that was then and i was like all right cool and then i saw you multiple times after that and you just never knew you never said anything to me and i think that was kind of like so what rude. irritated me i was like nah she so knows rude, megan well, no, it's not even that. I don't think you were being rude. I was just kind of like, man, she knows I exist. Either she's the type of black person that like is like, um, I don't really talk to other black people. It only hangs out with white people. Oh, like, oh my god! And Clyde and I kind of touched on that. I think I might have been. I think I might have had. I think I might have had some complex. I was unpacking that in therapy a while back. I'm still working on it. Listen, hey, I can. All, I listen. I can. I can imagine it being a thing for some people. But I just remember thinking that about you at one point. And then they, that may have spurred me when I saw you at the Charleston Musical uh, uh, Theater Awards to be like, yeah, hey, my name is Emmanuel Houston or Manny Houston or whatever. <laughs> and then I'm like, I know I who you one. are. <laughs> right. right. I'm, I'm sitting here like, okay, cool. Like, you follow me on Facebook, but I done seen you multiple times and you act like you don't know who I am. So you should have like, asked, let's, is let's, you let's liking or you stalking? Because <laughs> if you're not liking, you're stalking. <laughs> Hey, look, I know you, I, I knew at that moment that you had never liked any of my statuses or anything like that. So <laughs> Now I'd be extra on all of them. I'm like the laughing one, the heart one, the look, wow right, one. Right, exactly. Just going back and re-liking old ones just to do. I never just can go with a thumbs. <laughs> Yo, that's how I am too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that lets people know if I ever just give you a thumbs up on your post, it's, it's, eh, eh. I'm usually a go-to heart person. Right, right, exactly. It's almost even pettier because you're like, mm, this wasn't really <laughs> yeah. worth my time. It's like, but- I see it, and for me to scroll past it and not do anything, I give it the thumbs up. So is that a sympathy like? I feel like it. I feel like just a thumbs up is just a sympathy, a sympathy like. like. Oh, man. All about sympathy like, like from oh, now on. I'm bless her to, heart. I'm going to make a long form post in terms of a discussion. Oh, my gosh. Likes.
<laughs> what I say, y'all? I used to be talking about how long his posts were. They still long, but they're funny. I'm, I'm liking them like that. They are long, man. I'll just be having a lot to say. I need a blog. And I be reading them. I be reading them. Because yep, I, I, cause I'm a good writer, bro. You are. You are. I, I will give you that. You are a good writer. <laughs> Oh, like man. that video about well, you going to the dentist, I think that's like your number one. I think people are still yeah, liking that one. They are. It's over a million views now. It's crazy. What? Mm. And the hate has returned. Yeah. Tell me I the trick. You see, I'm out here trying to get on. <laughs> I look. I don't have a trick. The if I had a trick, I'd be like this. Graduated college, only 21 black men, and I got no kids. Making money, playing music, beating our lives. My mama told me I'ma do big things just because I get God. Beating our lives. I'm trying to make a million four and twenty-five. What are the odds? It's that time. Welcome to the segment I just called to vent. That's right. This is for the times when you don't want any sympathy or advice. You know, when you just want to like rant or rave about something really passionately? Well, this is the safe space to do it. Nothing is off limits, so feel free to submit any rant, raves, thoughts, or complaints you have to I just called to say podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your voice on the show. You know how Netflix just like starts playing things now? It's like just kind of yes does it at you i hate that about it i hate it because i was like, just sometimes like, i just want silence yeah like i i'm about to like i'm like let i can do battle by myself netflix like don't choose it for me have you ever seen the layout of hulu it's really aggressive i just can never get into the layout of it it's just always i have that. they've never gotten it right they've changed it a few times i actually have it on my roku which i like it the best Mm-hmm. on that but um it's like everything is just like so like image it's like large yeah image. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what is this silver, and like, Sarah silverman special yeah oh my god they have tried like it has been trying to force me to watch that shit for months and i'm like it's i've actually half watched it one time and it's like i don't even want this hulu wants this for me <laughs> It's trying to tell you what female-driven comedies you want. Yeah. And you know, like the image thing, it's like the so you think you can dance one is they're always like splashing through water yes. onto the And it's the like words. a bright color. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it. I can see like the guy like jumping in the air now. Yeah. Exactly. That like kick. Yeah. I've been binging The Crown recently, but it's tough because I have to watch it with subtitles that I have no idea. Mm. Like I just, I don't know. Do you watch Peaky Blinders? That one's a really tough one to watch without subtitles. It's like very strong Irish accents. Oh, no. Yeah. See, like, I don't. Yeah. And I feel like I, like, really don't know too much about the royal family. I'm, like, a very bad white girl in that sense. (laughs) So I'm, like, really trying to, like, get behind it a little more. Oh, my gosh. My mom and sister were obsessed with Downton Abbey. Like, that was Mm. their jam. Like, I would call them while I was was away at college. And they'd be like, oh, we have to get off the phone with you. Downton Abbey's coming up. We're about to pour our tea and watch it. (laughs) That's amazing. Like, I was not prepared for this. Also, I just found out, because I made fun of you for the longest, about meatloaf. And I found out that my mom used to make meatloaf. And I don't even remember it. But I'm like, oh. So it's not just for white people. I mean, my, meatloaf is del- delicious. 
Like, meatloaf's for everyone. <laughs> Someone, a coworker was talking about meatloaf the other day. They are like, I did something really weird the other day. I just, like, made meatloaf. I was like, no, it's totally fine. Like, it's delicious. So the moral of today's episode is don't be a player hater. Be a roller skater. Hating gets you nowhere unless you are willing to hate on people to motivate you to further yourself in life. And then you will call them up years later and confess your hatred to them in the most awkward fashion. If you do decide to do that, can I record it for the podcast? Would love to have you on. Feel free to email us at I just called to say podcast at gmail.com and make sure you're liking and subscribing and following. Ain't no space for hatred out there, babies. Thank you again for listening to I Just Called to Say. Until next time, beep beep. Our background music is by Alec Ogg, and our featured artist is Manny Houston. Thank you for that time. I just called to say. <laughs> 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 what had happened was really.